We've got an ice rink on this side of the parking lot, if anybody's noticed. <laughs> Be careful if you go out this door because we could not get the ice up on this side. Matter of fact, don't go out that door. Yeah, yeah. God's good. Some people enjoy the, the snow, and like Doc talked, used to really enjoy it. How many people went out and made the snow angel? Come on. Young people don't do it. They don't, they don't even know what that is. I didn't. And I had no plans of it. When we had a uh, hot tub. We used to jump in the hot tub and then jump out in the snow and then jump back in the hot tub. And at that time, I think I had a beard because as you sit in the hot tub, the moisture would come up and this would all get snowed over. Well, Saturday, fr Friday morning, we got it out here because Neil and I used the snow blower, the stuff blowing back, and we were both just white in the face. Yeah, yeah. Love the snow, yes. God's good. I want to talk about prayer. I want to uh, walk through the large prayer today and, and hit every topic. So I want, to, want you to pay attention today because really this would be a good CD to listen more than once. Because until you get this down in your heart, uh, your prayer life sometimes can go off different routes. And he specifically laid this out so that we'd have something to follow. So we could stay on course and get what God wants done in our lives. Nothing, not, listen to me, nothing, nothing, nothing happens without prayer. Amen. It, it's, you, you, when you get that revelation, I'm telling you, anything good, the enemy's always here. He's always causing problems and complications. But anything good comes from above. That's what the Bible says. We talked about this last week. Colossians 3, 2 said to set your mind on those things above. He wants us to seek first the kingdom of God. He wants us to come to him. He's got it designed so that he places on your heart, once you're born again, he places on your heart the things that he wants done. Then you, in turn, spend time with him in a relationship with him. It's not a religion, folks. It's not coming to church and going and doing your own thing. It's living a life with him leading you and directing you. I don't care what your age is. If you listen to me today and pay attention, it can change your life forever because he's always talking, he's always working, he's always spending time with you, but you've got to communicate. You've got to, you've got to talk back and forth. And you say, well, well, I don't really know his voice. Yes, you will. You'll know inside. It's a funny thing. Anytime you go to do something you know is wrong, he doesn't get mad at you. He just reminds you that's not going to help you. Without even saying the words, you know that you know. That's hearing God's voice. Sometimes we hear him audible, we think. But most of the time, you're hearing who's preaching. You're hearing the word. Like Doc said, the idea of camp is somebody get in front of somebody and say, this is the gospel, this is what it'll do for you, this is how it'll help you, and then you remember that. But we've got to communicate with God and we've got to spend time praying and recognize that he's got good things for us, great things. I love the Passion Translation in Galatians 6.9. Don't allow yourself to be weary in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. 
That's prayer. That's spending time in prayer. Monica's uh, starting up, uh, getting back to what we used to do before the, the crisis that set us all apart for such a long time and having someone back in the room back here praying during the whole service, walking the halls on Wednesday nights during the youth activities that we have. Why? Because prayer is going out to answer. He wants to answer those things for people's lives to change. It's like Jonah. He said such a time with his diaphragm and his intestinal area. We don't know. They, they can't seem to find the reason he's having all these problems. Prayer will fix that. Prayer will give the doctors wisdom. They don't gain it just because of knowledge. There's so much knowledge goes in that, that they've got to have the Holy Spirit to remind them of what they've learned. That's from prayer. That's from us spending time with him. That's from us recognizing. In Matthew 6, if you'll go there, I want to walk through. I want to walk through this. Matthew 6, starting at verse 9, it says, In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. A prayer that we used to back in religion days, we used to just quote that, thinking that was just our prayer for the day. And Okay, now we're good. That is a prayer, but it's an outline of where we're going and what's going on. It's a whole different situation. Verse 9 is our promises. Verse 10 is our priorities. Verse 11 is praying for our provisions. Verse 12 is, is our personal fellowship and our relationship. And verse 13 is the power that he gives you through the Holy Spirit to get accomplished what needs to be accomplished. Now, as we walk through these, I want to spend a little more time because it, it starts off, it starts off, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Well, when you start your prayer time, just start lifting up the name of Jesus. Just start lifting up what he's done for you. Start lifting up that, that you're born again. Start lifting up that you're forgiven. Thank him for, for where you're at. Thank him for what's going on. Even when things are bad, the Bible tells us to give thanks. So this is what goes on when you start your prayer. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. Psalms 100 tells us that. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. You, you open the door up. You, you have the key to open up and say, Lord, thank you that you even thought of me. Thank you that you brought your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Thank you that because of the blood that was shed, I'm forgiven, past, present, and future. Thank you, Lord, that, that it, everything's going to be okay. There's something supernatural about the word thank you. There's not a better faith statement than thank you. Amen. Now, we can thank him for what's done here. We can thank him for taking care of today. But faith is thanking him for the things that's coming that he says in his word he's got for you. Everybody here is going to go through stuff. Most of us are going through stuff. But you will make it out the other side. Why do I say that? Because that's what the Bible says. It's a promise. So you thank him beforehand. 
Lord, thank you. I mean, when, you, when, you, when you're praying this, Lord, thank you that I'm going to run into people today and that's going to be obvious that I am. And I thank you that you're going to give me the wisdom I need. You're going to give me the words I need to touch hearts and touch lives. But I know it's only through you. You can spend a lot of time in that thank you. You can spend a lot of time in, in spending time in that area with him. And then, then verse 10 then goes into the priorities. Your kingdom come. It's his kingdom. But I don't just want to be in his kingdom. I want his will to be done in my life. Now, when you step into this part of your prayer, I'm guaranteeing you, you can spend a whole lot of time. You can spend a whole lot of time. You can go in. You can go. You can go in. Number one, pray for yourself. Lord, thank you that your will is going to be done in my life. See, everybody has a free will. So we can pray for other people, but you're the one that's got to be praying. You're the one that's got to be doing. You're the one. You're, you're responsible with God. So start your prayer time out. Lord, I don't know what's going to go on today. I don't I have an idea of things I'm going to do, but Lord, I need your will to be done in my thought life. I need your will to be done in everything that goes on. I need your will to be done and 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 complete that. Come to the place where you 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 okay. Lord, I really give myself. That second song we sang that actually song. What a beautiful song because Lord, <laughs> it's yours. I give you my life, Father. And then you know, and then then switch from you to your family, your wife, your kids. Lord, your will be done in my wife. Your will be done in the things she's going to come into. Help her make the right decisions. Help her to have her will lined up with your will. Go into your kids. Go into your grandkids. Go, you, you, can just, you can just step into you. We all know a little bit about people's lives. You can step right into that that you know. And you can say, Lord, I know they're going through health situations. Jonah, for example. Lord, we know Jonah is going through a rough time. Well, in the midst of this, I know you'll make good out of that. And I thank you that your will is going to be done in their family. Your will is going to be done in Jonah's life. That's not even getting into the healing side of it. Just lifting him up because you know about that situation. If you don't know how to pray, we'll study this later. You go into praying in the spirit. That's a perfect prayer. You know that's going to work. That's a guarantee. And then step outside your immediate family and pray for your church family. People that sit beside you, people that you, you haven't seen for a while, people that you see every week. Lord, thank you that your will is going to be done. This can go on and can go on and can go on. <laughs> Pray for your pastor. I'll take any of it. It's the only thing that's kept me going is knowing people are praying. You know, it's amazing how you, you go through these, these things in your life to where you're up and you're down and, and sometimes things are okay. And then you'll, has anybody noticed this? And then you, you'll maybe be home alone and then all of a sudden it's just like, ah. Or seen something on the news and you go, ah. Wouldn't it be nice if someone was praying for you right then? They are. That's what pulls you out of the other side. That's what all of a sudden you feel like, no, I'm going to be okay. And then you, you, you've, you, you've prayed that morning or you've prayed that day, Lord, your will be done. Well, if your will is going to be done, then, then, 
then let's start speaking the word over our life. Let's start speaking the truth over our life. Let's start. You say, well, when should I quit? Well, you can, you can start praying for your city. If you're in the country, pray for your county. Pray for your horses. Pray for your cows. Well, why would I do that? Because that's what we do. Pray for your job. Pray for your boss. You, do you all recognize that your boss used to be just like you? Was just an employee and then they made him a boss? They don't turn evil when they become a boss. Hardly anybody likes to submit to anybody. So when someone gets put above you, it's like it's an automatic thing. Well, I'm not going to do what they say. Until you can submit to authority, you'll never make it anywhere in life. But pray for them. Come to that place in your life where, where you're praying for your city. You're praying for your nation. My goodness, do we need prayer? I mean, it's so sad to see what is really going on and how corrupt and how evil things are going. But see, we've, we've got binding and loosing. We've, it's, it's told everything in heaven can be right here on earth. And you're praying, so bind that adversary. Come against that demonic force. Come against that lying spirit. Come against those things so we can start seeing the swing the other way. Uh, lift up thy will be done in the schools. Lift up the teachers that are all have been trained and are liberal, liberal professors for most of their life. Pray that they get back in the word and pray that they start recognizing that we need to live more conservative and according to the word of God, not just a free will to do what you want. You can't just do what you want. Yes, you can, but you'll destroy yourself and those people around you. There's so many areas in here we can pray for and trust that God's got this. See, we learn to, we learn to hear his will and we learn to pray his will. I'm not even hardly into this prayer, and we've already spent 15 minutes just talking about what we can pray for, let alone going in the operation. It's so vitally, I can't get this point across. It's so vitally important that you get a communications, you get a relationship with the Father. If you never talk to Him, nothing will get done. If you don't lay the train track, the train won't run. But we've been given... What an awesome, awesome responsibility to pray for people we know, for people we don't know. Just to be lifting those things up. I, I mean, how quick and easy things can just be flying apart if we weren't praying. You know, the Bible says that once the restrainer leaves, it's going to get pretty crazy. Well, you know what it was saying, who the restrainer is? It's you and I. It's you and I that are lifting up his will so things can get done. It's you and I. Then, then you move into, then you move into, it says, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There we, we, we know that situation where everything in heaven is perfect. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that what's going on on this earth is going to be just like heaven. I bind the, 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 the enemy that's trying to pervert everything. I bind the enemy that's trying to just ruin people's lives. We can switch that over and come into this life. Then verse 11 says, give us this day our daily bread. Now, it's not talking about a loaf of bread. I mean, you might need a loaf of bread. And if you are, pray for a loaf of bread. But it's talking about the needs that you have. It's talking about those things. Like Doc was, was speaking, 
It takes thousands of dollars a month to run this facility and to take care of our missionaries. Not $10, thousands of dollars, like 30 grand a month just to meet the needs. You say, well, that's what it takes. Insurance alone. So if I say something you don't like and you sue me, it's covered. <laughs> I mean, we can't even say that we're going to counsel you because I don't have a counseling degree. So we have to have insurance for those kind of things. Anyway, I pray daily, Lord, thank you that the finances are coming in. He's never missed it yet. Why? Because this is his church and he's going to supply the needs. But we have to pray. And I told you a few weeks ago, I'm praying. You say, well, this is a selfish prayer. I'm praying for a one-time gift of $1 million. And then I'm also praying. At one point, we prayed for $100,000 to come in from the north, south, east, and west. Joyce Meyer brought in $100,000 to build that building out here. But there's still 300000 still out there from the southeast and the west. So that is a daily. You say, well, that's selfish. No, it's not. Look what we did. Look at the youth that we're reaching because of the buildings we've got. Look at the vehicles we've got sitting in a heated garage. Why? Because he's got plans and he's got things he wants done. But it takes finances. So I, maybe you're not, but you need to be. Lord, thank you for meeting those needs. Well, what, well, what, about, well, what about my spiritual life? Lord, thank you. That's a need. Lord, thank you that you move on my heart. Lord, thank you that you move on my kid's heart to start following the things of Jesus and not following the things of the world. I know they're influenced daily. I know that I know they live in a school system that's, it, that is corrupt. I know that they, they watch movies that are corrupt because everything's corrupt now. So I thank you spiritually that they're going to get through this. You put us on, you didn't put us to put up. A cover over us. You put us to live in this world. So if my kids and family's going to live in the world, I think that they're going to live spiritually and they're going to do the right things, but you've got to move on them. I can't do it. It's yours. The list of things that we can pray for in this arena are physical health. Lord, thank you that physically I'm fine. Thank you that my needs are met physically. Lord, thank you that my needs are spent emotionally. Lord, thank you that when I start having an emotional day or emotional hour, I know to get in the Word. Lord, this is all... That's a need. These are all needs we've got to have. Mike's been praying for the right transportation, the right people to go down to the Mardi Gras. Nothing would happen down there Nothing would happen on the trip there or the trip back unless you prayed safety around about and you prayed the finances and you prayed the right things to be said and done. You say, well, why, why, why are we? Because this is what it takes to get the job done. Give us this day our daily bread. Lord, I, need, I, I have these needs. I, I can't do it. But then he answers that. Philippians 4.19, my God shall supply your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So when I get to this, I can say, Lord, thank you. Your word says. You're, I'm just reminding you what your word says. Your word says you meet my needs. 
Your word says you take care of me spiritually and you, you're going to feed me. Your word says that you're drawing me. Your word says you abide with me and I abide with you. Your word says that you never leave me or forsake me. These are all things we can pray and recognize he's got us. In the New Living Translation, in 2 Corinthians 9, it says God will generously provide all your needs. That's good. Well, you know, another thing you might throw in here while you're praying this particular on this particular, give us this day our daily bread. You might say, Lord, help me be a giver. Lord, there's nothing, there's nothing that ties me down more, Lord, than, than getting rid of my stuff. Help me get rid of my stuff. Help me bless somebody with my stuff. Help me to be a blessing with my stuff. When the, when the church was a, a lot larger than this, it was nothing for us to give $10,000 to this church and $10,000 to that church because we had the extra. Well, I want to get back to that place where I can bless, like Joyce Meyer blessing us with $100,000. She didn't have to do that. But she learned a principle. Well, see, if, if I'm praying for my needs, wouldn't it be wise if I said, Lord, help me to be a giver. Help me to carry money in my pocket that I can just hand to somebody. Help me, help me be a blessing when I feel led that somebody needs a blessing. Not for my own show, just to help them. Lord, thank you for, for helping me in this situation. These are all things that we can pray in this outline that we've got. Verse 12 says, and forgive our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, remember, this is written before the new covenant. I don't, have to, I don't have to beg for him to forgive me. This is an area where I can know what he did for me, and I know he died for my sins, and I know he forgave me. So in this area, I can say, Lord, thank you that you forgave me. And Lord, anything that comes up in my heart, I am, I am repenting of it. I can't remember all the stuff I've done wrong. So I'm not going to sit around and think about what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? I'm just trusting that when it needs to be addressed that you'll bring it up in my heart and I'll address it. Lord, thank you that you forgive me. Lord, thank you. But now in the midst of this, it says that I forgive. Lord, help me to walk. You want to do something that's going to change your life? Become an instant forgiver. Never take offense. Well, what if they do something to me? Never take offense. Never take offense. Lots of times they don't mean to, but we're all people. And we say things and we do things sometimes we don't want to do. Sometimes even a wrong look can, can have the other person thinking something wrong. But if you don't take offense, if you choose not, this is what it's saying right here. This is so vitally important. I can't get mad at people. You say, well, I lose my temper. What's your problem? You're taking offense. Well, I got a right to get mad. No, you don't. You got a right to forgive because of what he did for us. Because see, if you're trying to forgive in this, between these ears, you'll never do it. You got to know you're, you're forgiven and know that he's forgiving for you and he's taking care of it and he's got it. And if someone comes against you, you just go and, and don't think on it again. If Jesus would have carried offense, he would have sinned. True? 
So every time the whip hit his back, he could not think on that. Every time he got, he got insulted, every time he got hurt, every, every time he could not spend time on it, he had to let it go. A little plaque that was made. I think Ad and I made it. It's on my desk. Let it go. That's what this says. But, but you don't know what they did. Doesn't matter. You think God's not big enough to take care of them? I'll never forget, I had a situation where I, this was years and years ago. Me and my dad, it was a situation I can't get into, but I'm telling you what, did I, I mean, I could have shot him. I'm serious. I was, that, I was carrying that much unforgiveness and evil towards him. And the Lord spoke to me right, right as ministry here actually was getting started and I was just getting started. The Lord said, you don't know what I'm doing to him. And he's forgiven. Who are you to carry an offense? I'll never, I mean, I'll never forget. And from that point on, I do the best I can do just to go. Now, am I hurt? Of course you get hurt. Of course you get your feelings hurt. Of course I mean, I, I, I could write a book on things that have, where people have stabbed me in the back. Brad's pulled some of them out for me. But you can't carry it. That's why, it's, that's why he gave us this outline. I mean, he made it pretty plain. He said, and forgive us our debts, which he did, as we forgive our debtors. As we forgive those that, that sin against us. You've got to let it go. On to verse 13. And lead us not into temptation. You mean God leads us into temptation? No, 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 no. Lord, give me your power. Give me that grace. Holy Spirit, help me when I am tempted to not go there. I in my flesh, I in my weakness, I in my, in my insecurities, I in those areas will, will gravitate. It's easy to sin. Anybody recognize that? But without him, you can't not. But with him, you can, you can go, no, I'm not going there. I, I don't, no way. Prepare yourself to be tempted sometimes. Think about what if. What if. Well, if I've already got a plan, I'll know what to do. That's why, that's why when I was in the military and we broke down our 16, we knew exactly we did it over and over and over and over and over. We rehearsed, we rehearsed, we rehearsed. What would be wrong with rehearsing, getting out of somebody, coming to you and gossiping? And you go, and you practice going. And then when they come up to you and they say, did you hear about, you won't even think about it. I don't remember exactly how Pat Knowles said it, but his words were, that doesn't concern me. Brad, was that it? That, that, that doesn't concern me. When someone would come up, he said it all the time, but I don't think those are the words. But, but what he was saying was, he wasn't being rude, he was just going, he practiced. I'm not going to allow temptation to get me. 
I'm going to recognize, no, when they come, I'm just going to leave it alone. On purpose, that when that phone rings and I see that number and I know they, they're gossipers, that, that I'm either not going to answer it or I'm going to be very cautious what I say because what I say will get how, why, because the Word tells us to do this. Lead me not. It says, and do not lead us into temptation, but, but, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And well, he has. He's already delivered us from the evil one. The Word says that. Lord, thank you that you've already delivered me from that. And Lord, thank you that you're, you're protecting me and taking care of me. What, 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 every day. You can meet a car that's only eight inches away from you every day. If that car doesn't pay attention, you're hit. Lord, thank you that the evil one that would try to do that to me, I'm going to be okay. Lord, thank you for protection around about me. Lord, thank you that I, my kids are going to be okay. Lord, thank you that you've got this. Lord, thank you. Anything the enemy's trying to do on our teenagers as they're coming and going, Lord, thank you. Sometimes we don't, you're all, you're all looking at me like, this is not real. Yeah, it's real. And we've got to learn to, to walk in this. It goes on, the scripture says, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom. Now we're, we're stepping out of our prayer time. You've already spent a lot of time praying because you've covered a lot of bases. You get to that place where it says, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Lord, thank you. That you're the one that's able to, to move through me. Lord, thank you that I've opened my heart for you. And I thank you that you're flowing through me. Lord, I thank you that your kingdom, it's your kingdom. Lord, I thank you that you've got this. Lord, I thank you that you continually allow me to offer up a sacrifice of praise to you. Lord, thank you that you've got this. And as you end on that high note, your day's ready. You're ready to face anything that comes because you've already set You've already set your mind on Him and you already know He's got you. You already know that He's going to take care of you. You already know that I'm going to step out by faith and just trust God. You don't walk in fear. You walk in love. You walk in a sound mind. Why? Because you've set yourself up for God to flow through you and whatever, listen, whatever comes down the pipe, He already knows it. And if we've already prepared the way, because he's prepared the way, you'll get through it. When the doctor called me and said, Connie is not going to make it, I had already prepared my way months and months before because of her health issues. I was able to face the situation so relaxed that some people talked about me because I, I didn't lose it. <laughs> you haven't been home with me alone. What am I going to do? David talked about it. He just got up. There's nothing I can do now, basically, he said, but move on with God. But I was prepared. Because of this silly prayer guide that I've learned years ago. And I've learned to walk through it and know that it's the answer to everything that happens in my life. If I died right now, I'm good. Because I've been laying track for years. 
Sometimes I get off on the wrong spur. Anybody been off on the wrong? But he's always got a way back for me if I just go back to him and trust in him. Team, come on up. We've got to recognize he's in this little, short, few verses. He shows us the promises we've got. He shows us the priorities we've got. His will teaches us how to ask for the provisions we need to have. We learn to walk in His forgiveness and forgiveness towards other people. We learn to flow in the power that He puts inside of us. And we, we, we walk away praising Him, thanking Him that He's got the whole picture. God has your life, folks. Just start, it doesn't have to be religious. Just start loving people. Get up in the morning, love God, love people, and go to bed. If we just learn to do that right there, your life will change. Let's stand up.
every situation, every circumstance. We trust in you, Lord, and we thank you for it. We give you our life, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Call you blessed. You are dismissed. Give somebody a hug. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up front.